hey, uh, don't fast forward. I want to share some information about a special deal with you. Bounce Athletics is offering 343 listeners and members a 10% discount on orders of premium custom soccer balls and training vests. That's right. Bounce Athletics products are fully customizable, which means you can get your school or your club or your camp logo right on the balls or the vests when you order. I personally tested their mini balls, camp balls, NFHS approved balls, and I was thoroughly impressed with everything. And so was the U12 player that I just finished training this morning. If you are running a soccer camp in 2019, Bounce Athletics can offer you fully customized, micro-stitched, textured, premium camp soccer balls for under $9 per ball. These are the same exact balls that are used by major D1 college programs for their camps, such as Wake Forest, Creighton, Texas Tech, Michigan State, just to name a handful. To receive free shipping with delivery in May, just place your order by February 15th, 2019. Email info at bounceathletics.com to start the order process and make sure that you mention 343 so you get your 10% off of your order. This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. As a kid growing up in Southern California, Danny Califf didn't have soccer mentors or the type of role models or idols like kids have today. He wasn't able to watch videos of current national team stars training with former national team stars on YouTube or on Instagram. He could barely watch them on TV. He had even fewer opportunities to watch them live in person. But even more troubling for a young player like Danny was access to just the basic information was so difficult to obtain and opportunities for high-quality training sessions were amazingly scarce. Despite all of that, Danny was still able to climb to the top of the game and play professionally in the United States and in Europe and also for the U.S. men's national team. After a 14-year professional career, Danny is now returning to the ground floor to work with young, ambitious players. His goal is to provide them with the valuable training and mentorship, which stems from his own personal exposure to the sport at every level. The work that he does with his company, Professional Soccer Resource, is not based on speculation. The work that they do at Professional Soccer Resource is rooted in his own personal experience at the highest levels of the game. And when you're looking for education, for personal training, for whatever, who better to learn from than someone who has accomplished that which you are trying to achieve yourself? Now, that message might sound familiar. It's a very similar message that we've been sending out to the soccer universe for quite some time. For example, this is something that I tweeted recently. And uh, here's how it goes. The apprenticeship phase can be one of the hardest periods for an American soccer coach for a number of reasons. One of those reasons is finding a proper mentor, a mentor that not only says the right things, but also provides evidence of their work. Now that relates to what Danny does, and that also relates to what we do. 
because who better to learn from than someone who has accomplished that which you are trying to achieve? Again, I've said that once already. And at the end of this conversation, I told Danny a funny story. I had noticed that all of his training videos for Professional Soccer Resource were filmed at Troy High School in Fullerton, California. Coincidentally, Troy High School is where I first saw a 343 training session. I used to drive three, four, five hours just to watch a team of little kids train and play games. Each trip was filled with so many valuable lessons. And I didn't realize it then, but looking back now, I understand that I was, in fact, going through a mentorship program led by one of the best coaches in the country and with some of the best players in the country. Why do I mention this? Well, I didn't think much of it the very first time that I showed up to watch a training session, but there was a camera set up on the field. Gary, who I had never met before, was recording the practice that day. Later, I found out that he had been filming a lot of practices, games too. Eventually, the footage was packaged and presented as the 343 coaching membership program that helps to support and fund this podcast. Coaches suddenly and still have access to the same type of mentorship that I had spent so many hours and so many miles driving uh, to get. And honestly, I'm a little bit jealous because I had to put in all those hours and all those miles, but I'm also super pumped that every coach now has the same opportunity to see and hear exactly what I did during all of my trips down there. The 343 membership program is now in its fifth year. Those 10-year-old kids that I watched that first day are now pros. And the coach is still proving his methodology works year after year after year. I consider myself super lucky to have found the best example to follow. And when I say things frequently like be careful who you learn from and make sure your teachers can prove it, it's mostly because of the great experience that I have personally had with the 343 coaching membership and my desire to share that experience with as many people as possible. You can find more information about the 343 coaching program by visiting 343coaching.com. And I want you guys to, to think about it like an online mentorship program. You need an example to learn from. You need to be able to see and hear somebody that does good work and can prove it. Okay, story time is over. It's time to get into this great conversation with former MLS and U.S. men's national team player turned coach and mentor himself, Mr. Danny Califf. I, I like to start with with an introduction um, and, and have you introduce yourself and, and then I'll kind of pick you apart with questions from there. Uh, okay. But, but if you can kind of just, you know, just briefly, you know, tell everybody who you are and, and maybe why you think that I'm interviewing you on this podcast. Okay. Well, my name's Danny Califf and I'm with uh, professional soccer resource or PSR, which is uh, a coaching company. I, uh, I played professionally for 14 years in the MLS and in Europe and for 14 years with the U S national team program, both the youth 
and the uh, full, full team. And uh, about eight months ago, I, I started uh, an individual uh, small group training program, individual and small group, also working with some, some teams as well. But uh, trying to put together uh, functional training sessions, position-specific work um, using video technology. So the camera is out there on the field with us, and we're using instant feedback with the individual and the small group. And with the team, with the teams, I'm using a camera setup, so a tower camera, so that we're able to capture uh, all the the tactical movements, the spacing, and things like that, um, as well as uh, the technical aspects. So it's 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 using that technology in my experience and coming up with functional uh, position-specific exercises and training sessions for individuals, small groups, and teams. Yeah, man, I like, I like that, you, uh, that you introduce yourself as, the, as, a, as a coach first. That was kind of cool. I expected you to, to lead in with you know, your, your playing background, but you started off immediately with the coaching stuff. So that just leads me to believe that you are super passionate about what you're doing, and, and I don't think that's a, that's a stretch by any means. No, absolutely. I think, um, you know, this, this game has been my whole life, right? And it's, uh, out there on the field has, is one of the only places in my life that I feel comfortable, truly comfortable. Uh, and so moving beyond playing in the game, uh, has always been a priority for me. Um, and, as I've gotten older, uh, being able to use, I mean, I put, I put 30 years, 33 years of my life into this game and to be able to, uh, use some of that experience and that knowledge to be able to, uh, help younger, younger players coming up, I think, um, and, and see them be able to stand on my shoulders. You know what I mean? Use some of the, use some, some things that I offer to be able to reach even greater, hopefully, uh, than, than I was able to, to, to reach as a player. So, um, that really appeals to me that, um, having a unique perspective and getting, getting to share that unique perspective, uh, really appeals to me. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And, and, you know, you're doing, you're doing something that's, that's very unique. You kind of just described like with the cameras and the small groups and, and, and things like that. Then you see other guys that are are I mean, I'm going to generalize I guess here, but like I think part of the same class that that you were part of, like Eddie Johnson, doing something on his own in his very own unique way, uh, in in his neck of the woods. And I think that you guys going all the way back down to like this grassroots level, where you guys have been at the at the top 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 end of the game here in the United States, but for you guys to come all the way back down and be working with players that are eight, nine, ten, eleven years old is quite amazing in my opinion. And, and it kind of, um, to me, it, 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 it makes me have a little bit more respect for you guys versus the guys that get in and, and stay in the media side of the, of the business to kind of get their fix. And I don't mean that in a, in a completely negative way, but I just, I have massive respect for, for the type of work that you're doing is, is the way that I probably should have said it. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, y- you know, it's, a lot of times it's easy, it's easier 
to step into some of those roles sometimes in, in some occasions it's uh it's just natural to kind of step into the that role but i've always been in the, the nature of my position as well being an organizer um having the personality traits of i wasn't i'm not the most athletically gifted so i had to think through the game and uh one of the things that really that i really enjoy is is i call like the engineering of the game right how things work uh the reason why you do things the why um and so that naturally kind of for me anyway in my situation kind of led me in more of the coaching direction um and i get much more excited and much more passionate about that about that the way things work and how we can train better and you know how the the little things the details that go into uh making you a better player because that was my as a player that was my focus what can i do today right now that's going to help me be better and um so i get really excited about that part of the game when you were playing and especially when you were a young player growing up and i believe you you grew up in in southern california if i'm if i'm not mistaken but um, yep city of orange nice um so when when you were growing up and and kind of finding your footing in the southern california soccer landscape and you were you know starting to get introduced to the us youth national team system and 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 whatnot you mentioned that you weren't the most athletically gifted and you had to kind of engineer the game or, or think about the game a, a little bit differently how how did you start to do that at, at, a, at a young age? And did you have anybody that, that was offering you a similar type of, of guidance that you're offering young players now? Or was that something that was missing then that you feel like now, now you can kind of fill that void for, for players in a different way? Well, a, a couple different um, portions of that question. But the first one was, is how did I, like growing up, was it something I, I was consciously aware of right i played up so i played a year ahead of me in club soccer from from the very beginning um i had a group of of kids or another couple families that we kind of stayed with during club soccer so and so i was always the smallest kid on the team until i was and up until i was a freshman in high school and my freshman year i was the smallest kid on the team and i played up front and in the midfield and then i grew eight inches between my freshman season and my (laughs) sophomore season and so they moved me back to play defense so during this so and the point to that is I was never wherever I played whether I played up front or in the middle or when I moved to the back I was never the most it, it was never the most dominant Right. It was it was always trying to figure out ways. I was always the smallest kid. So how was I using my body? How was I finding spaces? How was I? Uh, it, it was learning to to use things other than just my athletic ability in order to be effective. And uh, that started obviously early because I was playing with older kids. And then when I got older. I was transitioning or when I got bigger, I was transitioning into a new position. So I felt behind the eight ball again. And, and so all the while, you know, each new level, I felt, I felt personally that I needed to, that, that, that I wasn't there. Right. I, I had to improve. I have to get better. And if, 
if I can't be more athletic than everybody else, then I have to be smarter. And so I learned that kind of from a, a very young age. And so um, it's when I'm, and so moving forward into me as a, as, as a coach, those are the things I look for, right? The, the, the little details that can separate, can separate you that aren't, that aren't arbitrary, that aren't, okay, this kid's more athletic than this kid, right? It, I want, I, I enjoy being able to <clears throat> coach and give some of those experiential things that I, I, I experienced growing up and in, in that evolving in that evolution of me as a player and just being able to give little, little bits of advice, right? Everybody, every coach out there can tell you that, you know, you need to receive inside of the foot, play with the inside of foot, right? 10 yard passes, whatever. We can put all that stuff together, but the, but the, the difference between I think myself and some of the other coaches are just the amount of experience, right? And having, been in those situations for a long, long time and being able to, or trying to, to communicate that and, and, uh, do things, um, that I think are going to be important going farther in the game. I don't know. I don't know really if that answered your question or not, but <laughs> uh, I was kind of all over the place. I apologize. No, dude, no, it's perfect. And, and it, it just it, it kind of just it, it leads you back to you know you being super passionate about you know making sure that the kids are getting this type of information and, and so one, right. one one part of the question that you didn't really get to that I want to go back to is is that did you have anybody that was kind of guiding you or was a mentor for you um, like you are now for the young kids that you're working with today? Not really, not really in in that sense. I think, um, I had my dad who was always there and was always, you know, like logistically helping and was is super passionate about the game and learning about the game. So, um, I kind of, I, I kind of gleaned a lot of that attitude, you know, the, the growth kind of mindset, right. Never being always trying to learn and grow in the game. Uh, but I didn't have anybody know that, that had been, been where I wanted to go and then was accessible to me in any capacity. That's a really good way to put it is that a lot of times, and, and I, I was thinking about this the other day actually, is that a lot of times, and, and I'll, I'll give it even more context. I was thinking about it on the girl side of the game that the girls uh, more often than not don't have a player that they, that they try to emulate. Uh, like a 10 year old girl doesn't have like a, a, a female soccer idol a lot of times when i'm doing my personal training sessions ask like what what teams do you watch what players do you watch and they're like yeah i I don't know like uh do you know who tobin heath is no i don't know who tobin is and (laughs) and and so you know but that's a very very important aspect of it to have somebody to kind of look up to and aspire to be like and to mimic even um absolutely is, is is very important so that's cool that you recognize that yeah i think it's it's huge um because a lot of times the information that you're getting, you know, uh, well, when you look up to somebody, 
and you're, you're emulating somebody. What they do means more a lot of times than what necessarily information that a coach is giving you, right? It just means more. And so the more accessible they are, the more, the more opportunities kids have that they, they can watch them on TV or that they could go watch them at the stadium and they have that interaction and that personal connection, then the little things that they glean are magnified. And I think that that anytime you can, you can put, give kids that, that information or, you know, provide the water for their sponge to soak, soak it all in, I think is, is an incredible opportunity. And, and technology is offering a lot of that. Damn, the the sponge thing. I've, I, I'm sure that that's a, a saying, or maybe it's your own. I've, no, I've never heard that before. That's 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 a badass way to put it. <laughs> hey, sit tight. We are going to hear a quick message from our sponsor, Bounce Athletics. It's a part time DOC. I, I had a budget, and you know we needed training gear every year, and it just was getting more and more difficult to find decent, high quality, affordable training balls. That's Zach. He's the co-founder of Bounce Athletics. And as a coach, he was having a hard time finding quality soccer balls at an affordable price. So he started searching for ways to solve that problem for himself and for others. We've been able to experiment with a lot of different textured materials and construction methods. And, and I think we've really got it dialed in to, to where now, you know, with, with our training balls, we're providing super high level training balls that have all the modern technology in them for a fraction of the price of global brands. Zach and Bounce Athletics are offering 343 members and listeners 10% off orders of those custom premium soccer balls that he was just talking about. If you are hosting a soccer camp this summer and you want to get 10% off camp balls with free shipping and receive everything by May, just place your order with Bounce Athletics by February 15th. Email info at bounceathletics.com to start the order process and be sure to mention 343 to receive your 10% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to maybe maybe just get you to tell a little bit about the story about how you how you transitioned into the the national team going from you kind of described the high school transition where you were a freshman and then all of a sudden you, you had this massive growth spurt and had a position change and you had been playing with the same kind of nucleus of guys for quite a while. And then, and then all of a sudden you're in the youth national team system and, and, and that just accelerates things. And, and I'm really curious about how that process went for you. And, and if there's any, you know, defining moments throughout that process that you can maybe speak on. Yeah. Well, I, and I don't, I don't necessarily know whether this Avenue is still available to kids nowadays. I don't think it's, I think it, it it's still there, but, uh, I came up or got an opportunity to uh, try out to make the youth national team in the ODP system here in California. Um, but a defining moment for me, I think, and this is probably defining throughout my career as well. Um, I, I was I was relatively, you know, I was a good player in the area, and I played on my on a club team with a bunch of kids that were on the district ODP team and the state ODP team or whatever prior. And I went out and I tried out and I made the, the district team and I went to the state tryout and 
I was playing with all a bunch of kids that I played club with and everything like that. And I thought I did really well and I didn't make it. And I was gutted. I thought it was, and, and not because I ever saw that it would result in the national team, but just because uh, here I was, you know, I thought I was a very good player and here I was playing with a bunch of these guys and they make the team and, or are already on the team and I don't make it. And um, the, the coach of that state team happened to be, I played at Orange High and he coached at Chapman University, which is a block away. And so the coach knew me and had seen me a bunch of times. And he, he basically came up to me and said, hey, you know, I, I know you didn't, for whatever reason, the coaches didn't choose you, but I, I know you, I've watched you play a lot, and I'm going to put you on as an alternate. And it was, it was, it was the first, it was first the kind of going through that process and feeling so good about myself and then not making it and having to kind of deal with that. And then somebody coming back and telling you that, look, I know I've seen what you do. I see what you do every day and how much you put into it. And I, I see that you belong here and I'll give you an opportunity. I think it was, it was that defining kind of, moment for me that it let me know that the the work that nobody sees actually does pay off and that just because this team doesn't like you or this coach you're not the right prescription for this coach or you're not the right therapy or whatever for doesn't mean that all your work is in vain you know and and having that kind of experience where, and then from there I made the state team, I made the regional team and then I made it to the national pool. And then I made it onto the under 17 national team from there. And then from that under 17 national team, uh, I didn't get recruited much at all out of California. Um, and it was Maryland who the head coach at Maryland was the assistant coach at the under 17 team. So he's seen me a bunch in camps and stuff like that. And so I, I got recruited there and ended up going to Maryland. And it was because of, and it, it was interesting. I was in that same situation with the under 20 national team when Ziggy Schmidt was the coach. He was the coach at UCLA and he didn't recruit me at all. And then I came in with the U.S. under 20 team and put in the hard work every day. And he, in turn, offered me to go to UCLA. I ended up keeping my commitment. But he was it was Ziggy who ended up drafting me at the Galaxy. So it's kind of a theme that has, like, reoccurred kind of over and over in my career. And But it started back at that first kind of where I, I felt I should have been there. I put in the work. I felt I should have been there. I didn't get it. I kept working hard and then it, I got rewarded. Um, and so going through that whole process and, and having those, I think were really formative for me and uh, really kind of shape my attitude and shaped my attitude as a pro. And, and it's probably a valuable lesson when it comes to business too. And I've heard, you know, multiple people talk about you know how 
difficult it is to start a business in Silicon Valley or to, uh, you know, get their book published and, and, and how many times you hear no from investors or from decision makers. Like you, I've listened to a podcast. I think it was last week I listened to it, but I think it's um, Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman. And, and it's basically just about how many times are you willing to hear the word no and, and how you deal with that. And one of the, the girls in the podcast episode, she's like, yeah, like, you know, I would go get coffee in the morning, hear no. I would go, you know, for another uh, lunch meeting, they would tell me no. I would go to a dinner meeting, I would hear no. And then I would go for drinks with all my friends. I would tell them about all the no's that I received that day, and they would laugh at me, and then I would get up and I would do it all again tomorrow. And that's, you know, that was the, the kind of the cutthroat business world. And in soccer, the equivalent is, you know, putting yourself out there into situations um, whether it be tryouts or combines or, or, you know, you name it. Right. And, and right. being able to hear the word no and, and not letting it wreck you. And that's, that's a very, very hard lesson to learn as a player and, and good players probably don't experience that enough. So that, that's, uh, you know, a, a really unique Avenue I think that you have over a lot of other people. That's, that's cool that you shared that story, man. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, how how did that kind of transition then into into the full national team? And, and I, I'm I'm curious if you experienced any more of those those same kind of like roller coaster feelings, like ups and downs, getting from you know the U20 to the U23s to the to the full national team. Yeah, kind of. Well, I, I think the biggest thing for the full national team, I, I went in, I kind of rode that roller coaster, right? So I, it was under 17, college, under 20s, Galaxy, Olympics, all in a span of like three years. Um, and so I was, I was kind of, I was kind of rolling off the Galaxy. I, I'd come in, the same type of thing with the Galaxy. I'd come in uh, as the number one, draft pick for the club <clears throat> and I sat for the first 10 games. So uh, it, again, uh, it, it kind of reiterates the thing. I thought that I was you know, getting back on that theme, right? After all that time, I thought I, I came in and I was 22 making my first debut with the national team. And I came in and went in there and I played in the gold cup against South Korea, my first, cap and it was the fastest game i've ever played in it was out of control the speed of the game i was i was holding on for dear life trying not to make a mistake and it it again it, it showed me the difference it, it showed me how far i really had to go to compete and and i think each one of those lessons was pivotal in shaping me and my mindset about getting better. And uh, I think that in and of itself, that, that mindset, being able to say, no, I've got to, no, I'm going to be, I, I can be better, right? I'm, I'm good, but I, I can be better. That in and of itself, that mindset, more than anything else will propel you in, not only in this game, but in my opinion, in this game, but, but in life. Um, and, and I think, that's been probably the the most valuable lesson that I've I've had as as these you know different trials and tribulations as a player came about. No, one hundred percent, man, and and 
thinking about like top level examples or, or, or recent examples, like things that come to mind are Dembele at Barcelona, like, you know, massive transfer fee and he goes to Barcelona and, and can barely crack the, the, the lineup for, you know, the first, however many months he was there. And, and after a certain amount of time now he's, you know, a, a staple on the lineup again. And, and, um, you know, Neymar moving from, from Brazil to Barcelona, thinking he's going to be the star of the show. It's like, no dude, like Messi put you in your place and, and you are second in command here. Like you are not first yeah. in command. Like, you know, and and that makes a player much 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 better. It does because it puts the it puts everything in perspective, right? It, it's because it's not about you. It's about you as a player, right? Because that's the only thing that you can control in the moment. But when you're when you're what, what makes the great players great is they make everybody else around them better. In my opinion, so if if you. <clears throat> if you're coming into a situation and you're only worried about yourself and only worried about what you need to do, then you're taking, you're taking what makes it a team game away. Right. So you're not, you're really not as good as you think you are in, in those situations, right? Cause you're only concentrating about yourself. It's not how you relate to everybody else. Oh, dude, it's, and it's, I think I think too much we get caught up at, as a culture, as players, everything else about what we do. It's my, it, it's this. I do. I got to do this. I do this. I do this, and it's only about what we do, and not how what we do affects everybody else around us. And super important. And 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 that's and, and that's a huge. I don't. That's a huge realization, right? It's not just about how many, you know, sweet touches you can get on the ball and how good you look. Right, it's how effective you are. Where you, you know, are, are you putting your team in a position where they can be more effective? And and so, you know, that that's a fine line, and that's you know, especially as kids are are growing up and and uh, evolving and moving steps. You know, it's you, you have to figure out where you fit into the group and what how your skills complement the group and how the groups dynamics complement what you do all super important stuff man um in my head i'm thinking about how often you you might actually sit down and talk to the to the kids that you're working with because if if you're working with individual players or small groups like these are valuable lessons that don't necessarily require a soccer ball um and if right if you're if you're there like face to face with them that's that's a pretty that's a pretty you know, impactful story to be, to be sharing with these kids. So I'm wondering how often you might do like, I don't know, counseling sounds weird, but like, like counseling type, uh, type sessions. So when, when I was thinking about this program with professional soccer resource, when I'm coming up with it, I, honestly, and this is, this is to me, right. This is only my opinion, but to me, the most valuable part of the program is, is, and I hate this word, but is the mentorship part, right? Is, is, not, is not only, because what we do out on the field is, is of course important, right? That's part, that's the game. But it's, it's the experience that I can share with the player or the client that is, uh, I, I believe, uh, the most value, right? It's, it's the interaction 
it's the bouncing off of thoughts and ideas and getting questions answered. And if I was in this spot or what do I do about, you know, this situation, you know, or the coach is saying this to me, you know, what, what do you think he's telling me? You know, it's it, that I think is what is really gives my program value. Our program um, it, is that, and, and I, I think it's built into the program. That's, that's kind of what sets or, or what I think is special about the program is the fact that, you know, I built it based upon the fact that I've been at every one of those levels. So I have experience at every one of those levels and it would be, you know, it would be silly for me not to share that because I think, you know, that mental part is hugely, it's hugely important. Absolutely. And that's why I feel like it's super badass that guys like you and I I mentioned Eddie earlier, and and I'm sure that there's a handful of other guys that are, that are doing it as well. But I, I think it's super important that you guys are, are taking that, that big step back and, and going back and helping the, the next generation of players in a way that, you know, you guys really didn't have when, when you guys were, were growing up because of the way that the soccer landscape was in America at the time. There was the, it, it was just, it was just, a, it was a lot different when, when you guys were, were going through it. And, and again, yeah, it's, it's just incredibly badass that you guys are, are, are giving back in that way. Danny, you still there? Sorry, yep. are you there? Sorry, yep. <laughs> I accidentally hit. I hit the mute on my face. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it's it's something unique that we have to give back. I think is the easiest way to put it. And if uh, I can't speak for Eddie, but for me, it's it's a tangible way to use skills and experiences that I've dedicated my life to. You know, and uh, it's a chance to pass those pass those on. So I'm I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm really passionate about it, and um, you know, I hope I can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the at the end of every interview, I I like to ask the same question, and I want you to feel like you can answer this however you see fit. So if it's in in regards to your playing career, take it that direction. If you if the first thing that comes to mind is uh, professional, um, soccer resource, answer it in that direction. But, um, I like to ask, um, from your perspective, what do you feel like people need to know? And, and I know it's kind of a broad question. I'll give you a second to, to maybe think about it, but what do, what do people need to know? Uh, what do people need to know? That is a good question. Uh, well, I think I, I really think that the biggest thing I think that, well, that I tell kids and I tell clients is it takes work, right? It takes, it takes work. This game, if you're talking to a kid, it takes work. It takes more work than what you're, what you're doing at present. If you want to reach a higher level of success and that, and that is not only in soccer, 
in my opinion, but in life. If you're, and you have to enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process, if you're not enjoying in some aspect, getting up and going and putting in the work, then you're probably not going to put in enough work to really succeed. I'm incredibly because stoked at the end, you put, at, that, put it that way. At the end of the day, it comes down to work, right? Action, work. That's all it is, you know? It's work at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's what I think. I don't know if it was the best answer or not, but there you go. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 su- I'm super stoked that you, that, you, that you took it in that direction because I agree with it 100%. Um, where, uh, where can people find more about you and more about the the training and, and everything that you're up to right now we're just on uh instagram so professional soccer resource at professional soccer resource on instagram and that's where you find out a little bit more about me and the programs that we're doing um and then you can find we'll be up on linkedin pretty soon and and so i've been developing the program over the past eight months and really focusing on you know, that part, the field stuff and, and kind of all, all the things that go into growing a business. Um, and so we're just getting into the launching stages of all that, of all the social media and, and all that. So, um, it's a little bit sparse right now at the beginning, but, but we're, we're, uh, we're making strides. So right now is, is on Instagram professional at professional soccer resource. Come check us out. And I, I want to share one more little, little story with you. And, and I kind of filled you in on, on what 343 is and, and, and stuff before, or when we first started the phone call. But the, the very first time that I went and saw Brian Kleiman coach, which is with the same group of kids that he, that he ended up having for you know nine or ten years almost, um, was at Troy High School. In, in, oh, no way. Yeah, in Fullerton. So, um, and, and that's where that's where he's he's based and that's where three, four, three calls home. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so the, the very totally first time, sense. yeah, the, the very first time I went to, to go down and watch the kids train, they were 11 years old, I think, at the time. But it was at Troy High School. And then if you if you fast forward to now, uh, just just late last year in, in December, um, one of the guys that I, that I went and watched that day was Alex Mendez, and Alex just got voted best young player in the United States, and and won the Golden Ball at the U twenty uh, Concacaf Championships, and and helped the U twenty team win the win the Concacaf Championship. So it, it's just how crazy. incredible! No, dude, it, it's it's insane. And so it, it's it, every day I'm reminded of how small the soccer world really is, and and, and I'm it, it, it's just incredible to me. That's that's a great that's great. I'm I'm happy for the kid fantastic yeah and the, the soccer world is small it is small and so um it, that's one of the things that's kind of neat about it you know is it's it's big to a degree but it's also very small absolutely well so. danny I, i'm i'm super i'm super happy that we got a chance to talk i'll i'll, I'll have to send a uh, ben a note right now and tell him thank you for setting it up because that, that this is all credit to him um and and anything that that you feel like we can do for you in the future just just tap us up man well thanks john i really appreciate it i hope i didn't talk too much and and all that but um i'd love to do it again i'd love to meet you and and uh yeah go from there
All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 Podcast. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Bounce Athletics. I also want to leave you with one note from one of our members of the 343 Coaching Education Program. His name is Thomas, and he's been a member for quite a while. And this is what he had to say. If you want to play insanely good with your team and start to understand the possession and positional game, this will give you a head start. I have tried the material on three ordinary teams, and after a year, they totally dominate the local teams. After two years, they are among the best in the region. The program 343 offers is not a complicated curriculum. It's actually simpler than you might think. But instead of more, you have to go deep in every detail. Thomas, thank you so much for that beautiful review, and I hope that everybody else finds that valuable. If you want more information about the 343 Coaching Education Program, the program that helps support and fund this podcast, you can visit 343coaching.com. All right, we'll catch you guys next time here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.